I'm Eric Raskin, U.S. Bets Managing Editor and Media Director. Welcome to a special podcast episode hosted by Sam McQuillan. Sam covers sports betting for the Action Network, which is part of the same wider, better collective organization as U.S. Bets and Sports Handle. In this bonus pod, Sam goes one-on-one with Dan Walters of CalMatters.org for an in-depth discussion of the outlook for sports betting legalization in California. And now, here's Sam McQuillan. Since the Supreme Court allowed states to legalize sports betting, over 35 have done so. But four years later, California, which would be the largest market in the country by far, is still holding out. That could change in November, though, when voters will decide whether to approve apps like FanDuel and DraftKings, just in-person sports betting at tribal casinos, or keep the industry completely illegal. Here with me to discuss the role politics will play and the battle between native tribes and commercial sports books is Dan Walters a political columnist for calmatters.org, founding editor of the California Political Almanac. He's written books on lobbying in the state and been covering California politics for nearly 60 years. Dan, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. So what's going on in California? We had a bunch of different groups that wanted sports betting in their own way. Now it seems like only a few have made the ballot. Uh, What kind of options will voters have come November? Well, voters will have the options of being two measures, Proposition 26 and Proposition 27. I mean, they could vote for both of them or against both of them, for that matter. They don't have to necessarily choose between the two. Proposition 26 was first out of the uh, out of the gates, so to speak. Uh, it, it's sponsored by some Indian tribes that already have a monopoly on casino gambling in California. And it was legalized uh, sports wagering but only at those their casinos or a few horse tracks. And then along comes the uh, outfits you mentioned, the big online gambling outfits, and they came along with their own initiative saying, no, 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 you should have the right to have online sports wagering, and Proposition 27 came into being. And uh, that's the simplest version, but it's obviously a little more complicated than that. Uh, the various interests kind of jousted around in the legislature for several years, trying to work out a deal. Well, maybe trying to work out a deal. Some wanted to have a deal, some didn't. And uh, that came to nothing. So finally, the uh, the tribes, the casino tribes said, well, well, we'll we'll take it on to ourselves and do that. There was a, a third initiative sponsored by some cities and some uh, card rooms. California has local option card room gambling, and they've always been shut out of the casino uh, business and are kind of mortal enemies with the Indian tribes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they sponsored their own so that they could have sports wagering. That didn't really get past the concept stage for all intents and purposes. And in fact, the the Proposition 26, the Indian gambling measure, actually contains some obtuse language that would actually damage the card rooms and their standing, their legal standing. So that feud co- goes on. There was going to be another initiative sponsored by some kind of different Indian uh, casino tribes that said something is effective. If voters only have the option of going to a casino to place their bets or be able to do it online, obviously they're going to go for the online version because they don't necessarily want to have to drive to the casino. So they were going to put their own Indian online measure on the ballot, and then they backed off and decided to put all their energy into defeating Proposition 27. And that seems to be the crux of the campaign to date. 
there's been almost nothing said about Proposition 26 in the in the advertising. It's all been about Proposition 27. The uh, casino tribes pouring money into the campaign to defeat 27. The sponsors pouring money into it to try to pass 27. It looks like they're going to spend three or four hundred million dollars in this battle before it's over. But of course, the stakes are immensely larger, billions, billions and billions of dollars. So even if they spend that kind of money on it, it's chicken feed compared to the stakes involved. And there's another angle. The other angle is that the uh, FanDuel at all measure Mm -hmm. would benefit some small Indian tribes who don't have casinos. And so much of their advertising Virtually all of their advertising for Proposition 27 features members of those tribes saying, help us because the big uh, casino tribes are ignoring us and we're in poverty, so help us out too. So you have essentially, from the public standpoint, from the standpoint of watching the commercials, it's one bunch of Indian tribes against another bunch of Indian tribes. And that's going to be very confusing, I think, to voters. Yeah, no, it's it's such a complicated process that you broke broke down right there. So many different parties. Um, but I want to hit on that point of confusion. You know, we're seeing all these different ads, all this money you're talking about being spent for and against different ads. Um, some Native Americans supporting one, some Native Americans supporting the other. We've seen in some states like Connecticut, Arizona, um, the commercial operators have partnered with the online sports betting operators like FanDuel and DraftKings and been able to work there to offer it together. What's unique about California? Why are they all kind of at odds? Why are they spending so much money to prevent the other from getting any kind of foothold on the sports betting industry? Simply, I think, because of the stakes involved and because of the uh, Indians' uh, traditional success in having a monopoly on gambling and obviously wanting wanting to extend that monopoly into the sports wagering field. The the uh, Fan King's Proposition 27 measure would not prevent the Indian tribes from having mm-hmm. online gambling. They could do it. They just don't want to share it. I, I think that's that's fair to say that they don't want to share it. They want it for themselves, uh, which is, of course, the point of the Proposition 27 ads featuring tribes that don't have casinos saying, yes, they want it all to themselves. And they don't want to give us any. Right. So, <laughs> there, there it is. So it's kind of a it's a heartstrings campaign on both sides. Uh, the the one side saying if you do the fan, if you do Prop 27 you're going to damage the historic uh, ability of the tribes to support themselves, and the other one saying pass Proposition 27 because we want to have that ability to support ourselves as well. It's a it's a mess from the voter standpoint. How do you figure that out? There, and, and between the between the two, but I think I think the interesting point about the campaign here we are still uh, some weeks ahead of the uh, more than two months, uh, three months really before the election Mm -hmm. is that all the focus has been pro and con on 27 and virtually nothing is being said about 26. Right. The online measure. Maybe the the, the tribes realize that 26 is a, is a non-starter and that's what they really need to do is defeat 27 and then come back later with another measure, Mm. giving the tribes the uh, monopoly on, online wagering because that's kind of been in the background of this thing ever since is right you got to get rid of fan uh, fan duel and sports kings or whatever those outfits <laughs> got to get rid of them first before we can come in and do do what we want to do sure i'm glad you mentioned that um i think recently the tribes um i'm not sure if it's the exact same group they filed another ballot proposition 
which would not be for this upcoming election. It would be for 2024, right? That would be online. Yeah, that was that was that kind of breakaway group that did that. And then they they tried to convince the sponsors of 26 to to block to drop their initiative and concentrate on defeating 27. And that didn't work. 26 remained on the ballot. Nevertheless, that's really what the strategy is right now, is knock off 27 so we can come back later with one that uh, gives us the gives us the business. Right. Yeah. And you're obviously in California. I'm not. I'm talking to you from Washington, D.C., so I don't see all the commercials. But what's it been like when you turn on your television? Um, how is each measure getting pushed? What's the reasoning that folks should legalize either one? And how is each measure getting slandered by the other group? Again, it's all about 27, not about 26. Uh, virtually back-to-back ads uh, very often. I see I see them all the time. Wow. Uh, one, tri- one group of Indians comes on and says, pass 27. Another group of Indians comes on and says, defeat 27. Uh, if you, if you want to help Indians, pass 27. If you want to help Indians, defeat 27. Uh, and that's been, so, as far as I can see, the entire campaign so far have been these dueling tribal messages. Uh, and uh, in a way, it's kind of, it's a continuation of something that was, been going on now for several decades in California, which is a some bad blood, if you will, between the casino owning tribes and the tribes that are too small or too remote, too too much out in the woods. Mm. They can't have casinos. They've been left out, yeah. And they've kind of been felt left out of the while they see their brothers, so to speak, getting rich, getting very rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been left out and are still very poor. And there's there's this is bad blood that goes back several decades, and I think. In some ways, it's a chance for the for the non-casino owning tribes to get some revenge, as it were, on the on the casino owning tribes. Right. Just staying on this point real quick. Um, there's a lot of tax revenue that is supposedly would be raised by each measure, right? I think the online measure is uh, has to do with solving homelessness and mental health, um, and the other one, uh, the the tribal one, is more about uh, money for education. Um, is that are those messages resonating with voters at all? Like sort of a fix to some of our state's problems? I think those are kind of uh, secondary messages, mm-hmm. uh, but it's 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 boilerplate language for ballot measures in California. You try to pick out something that is popular and tie your measure to so popular. What's popular? Well, getting rid of homelessness is popular. Yeah, I'm helping sure. People with mentally illness is popular, and maybe helping some Indian tribes is popular. But that's a that's an old ploy in California ballot measures. For example, the reason we have a state lottery, uh, passed a state lottery back in the 1980s, was that a certain percentage of the money from the state lottery was going to go to the schools. So all the advertising for the state lottery was the schools win too. The schools win too. Why? Schools are popular. So mm-hmm. it's this. It's you know they 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 the people who do design these campaigns they test these things out. They have focus groups. They have polling. They they try to pick out the thing that is most popular at the moment and in california at this moment homelessness is issue number one so ergo you put in homelessness yeah sounds very very politically um a lot of political thinking behind both um so on that point you made before if one group of native americans is telling you to vote for it one group is telling you to vote against it's creating confusion who are sort of the other important um folks that are either going to support or oppose um, either measure. Um, I know the Democrats recently came out against the online measure. They didn't take a position on the tribes. Each group is sort of boasting a different group of supporters. Um, how do those folks matter? Not much. <laughs> I don't think they matter an awful lot. Uh, 
even this the Democrats. The wonder lost on the air or, or on the internet or in the ether somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's nothing else that's going to really work. It all depends on how the messages are being framed and how much money you've got to spend to dra- drive that message down the throats of voters, basically. And uh, and and both sides are you know they have competent people running their campaigns. They know how to run campaigns, and and so the the quality of the campaigns, I think, by my judgment, is roughly equal. The question is, what message is going to resonate the better? Uh, I think at the moment, this is purely subjective, mm-hmm. is that the pro-27 people are making a better sell than the anti-27 people. Right, that's online sports. The anti-27 pitch seems to be Indian tribes saying, don't vote for 27 because it's going to, well, they have all this, it's going to, create all sorts of terrible gambling problems and everything. Of course, that would be true no matter who's running the thing, including mm-hmm. themselves, obviously, if they had it. But nevertheless, I think that the, the Pro-27 seems to be, I think, in my own subjective judgment, making a better sell than the Anti-27. The Anti-27 movement is this, is this basically the tribe saying, don't vote for 27 because uh, we want gambling. <laughs> right. We don't want any people, anybody else to have it. And it doesn't. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't predict how voters are going to vote. But just very subjectively, it seems to me that pro twenty seven has a little more appealing message than the anti twenty seven. Interesting. Yeah. But what about the Democrats coming out against twenty seven? Is that significant? Well, it could be significant, I guess, to some voters. Uh, and certainly, they'll be mailing, doing mailers to the Democratic voters saying. Right. Democratic Party wants you to vote this way. Obviously, it reflects the fact that the casino-owned tribes have been joined at the hip with Democratic Party in California for a number of years. And okay. uh, uh, I think that just reflects that these guys have been in bed together politically for a long time. And I think that that's probably what that reflects. It's interesting that they didn't support 26. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. But I think 26 is just kind of being buried. Yeah, it's just anti-27, right? It's like... The game is 27. That's it. And so everything we can do to pass or fail, uh, pass or defeat 27 is, is the game is the game in town. Right. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, California, it, sports betting can sometimes be a really sort of sensitive subject um, with dealing with addiction. Um, it's still very new in the States. It's only about four years old in some places, the oldest places besides Nevada. Um, you know, California has legal weed, alcohol abortion, guns, all these, you know, different topics that are, can be very sensitive depending on what side of the aisle you're on or what religion you are. Um, how do voters feel about gaming in the state and um, why has it taken so long to legalize sports betting? Uh, I don't think there's any real opposition in California to the concept of gambling, mm-hmm. whether it's on sports events or anything other. And now, of course, we know that the major sports leagues have all climbed in bed on the issue right. with the, yeah, with after the opposing online it. gamblers, right? Uh, no, I mean, California, Californians like their vices. They have voted consistently for the Indian measures on the ballot to give them the monopoly on gambling. They voted for a lottery. They, you know, there's really no, I guess, moral oppositions, overwhelming moral opposition. This isn't Kansas, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is California. Anything goes in California. The only reason it hasn't happened was simply that it was tied up in the legislature uh for several years as they people tried to work out some sort of accommodation that would 
please all all the people, and they never never could happen. I think mostly because simply the Indian tribes wanted to keep their monopoly on gambling in California, and they were not entertaining anything that didn't didn't have that, and so uh, that's why it hasn't happened in California, and why it takes a ballot measure to do it because mm-hmm. the legislative process was tied up for several years until till till it wasn't until somebody decided to call it quits and go to the ballot. Right. Yeah. So obviously um, we talked a little bit about both can pass. Um, my understanding of, of how ballot measures usually work is if they kind of have to do with the same thing, it's usually the one th- uh, that gets more votes supersedes, but w- we obviously talk one is in person, one is online. Um, could there be some sort of room for litigation there if they both pass the uh, based on language in the, in the ballot? I'm, I'm sure there would, I'm sure there would be litigation. Basically the general rule is when measures are in conflict, the one with the better, more votes prevails, right. but figuring out what the points of conflict are in this particular uh, thing, if let's just say hypothetically 27, one and 26, one, but 27 got more votes. Right. Uh, Obviously, the port the ports of twenty six that says you can only wager, wager in the casinos becomes superseded by the the other one. But it will probably take some decisions by the courts to kind of iron out. And there are probably portions of these that might survive. I mean, for example, probably I'm just guessing mm-hmm. the provision in the twenty six that that dings the card rooms, but they just they're just livid over. Uh, it basically sets them up to face all sorts of new litigation. Maybe that would survive because it's not addressed in Proposition 27. And if that part of 26 would pass, maybe that would continue. So it would ha- the courts would have to sort out basically which parts of which uh, are still valid and which parts are superseded by the other. Mm-hmm. And it would take, you know, probably take some time to do that. It's not going to be uh, an automatic thing. Uh, you know how the courts are. They take their time on things, and, and I don't think it would be automatic. Uh, and there's all sorts, you know, just putting all of this into practice, put, creating the regulatory mechanism, uh, creating that whole, there's an elaborate process in 27 for who would qualify to be able to operate online gambling. Uh, you have to be, I think, a certain size of operation and blah, blah, blah. That all has to be sorted out. Somebody has to administer all that. Somebody has to make the decisions of who qualifies, who doesn't qualify. So you have to set up some sort of bureaucracy to do all of that. And uh, that'll take time as well. Yeah, it sounds like an already really messy situation could get way more messy. Um, if it did, in fact, go to the courts and that hypothetical one passes or they both pass, um, what would happen to sports betting in the meantime? Would it just be delayed? Could it start? Uh I would imagine it will. I mean, I can't say for sure, but I, it, because these issues would have to be sorted out, right? And there, there's going to be litigation no matter what. I, I, I don't think anything's going to start immediately under any circumstances. Uh, I guess I, hypothetically, if 27 to fail and 26 to pass, the casinos could go ahead and start doing uh, wagering. But other than that, I think it's going to take a while for all this to sort itself out. Uh, if 27 passes, particularly if 27 passes and 26 passes as well. Now, if 27 passes and 26 fails, what happens then? Uh, mm-hmm. It still takes the time to set it up. It, you just, it's not overnight. You have to, 
you have to be approved to be become a legal online gaming operation in California. Mm-hmm. You have to go through the hoops of that they're specified in the in the measure. Right. Yeah, I think it takes on average states almost nine months after passing a bill or um, you know legalizing through the ballot um, to get sports betting up and running. Some states like Maryland, it's taken almost three years. Um, I only ask the the court question: What happens if it goes to litigation? Because in Florida, uh, they legalized sports betting, but then it got taken to court, and it's been in limbo ever since. So there's no sports betting there. Um, if, I mean, if given given the stakes involved, yeah, I mean, why not go to court? Why not? Yeah, make on any fun. point you can go to court on, go to court because the the stakes involved are so immense. Uh, why not? If you're going to yeah, spend so. hundreds of million dollars on a ballot measure, you're going to spend a few more million on lawyers, I would think. Right. What's a few more million? Yeah. Um, so if neither passes, that's very possible too, right? Yeah, sure. So what? What's if the neither, next neither passes, we'll be right back in it in 2024. So neither passes, they come back to the state and say, hey, we've got another ballot. Let's try it this time around. I think I think absolutely the tribes will have a measure on 2024 if neither passes. Uh, and I think even if 26 passes and 27 fails, I think you'll see an online measure on, on the ballot in 2024. Because I think the go to the casino proposition is not going to be popular no matter what. And they're not going to get much handle if they if you've got to go to the casino to place a bet. You're not going to see a lot of handle. And if you want the handle, you've probably got to go online, which means you're going to come back with another ballot measure anyway. Right. That's the total dollar. It's possible, I guess, that the, uh, the, the corporate people could come back with another one as well. Uh, so I don't think we see, we haven't seen the end of it necessarily in 2022, unless 27 passes, 26 fails. Then I think that's probably the end of the ballot battles, but uh-huh. it won't be the end of the legal battles. Right. Yeah. The battle continues just on another battlefield. Um, what's I so I just learned that you can try to get something legalized via the ballot as many times as you want in California. Um, there's no limit. I, there's there's a measure on the ballot in November that's the third time the same people have been trying the same ballot measure. They've been defeated twice and they're back for a third time. Which one is that? Dialysis clinics. Dialysis clinic. The staffing of dialysis clinics defeated twice and back for a third time. Yeah, I'd imagine I'd imagine sports betting would have a, a bit more funding behind theirs than dialysis clinics. But what's the track record with those initiatives? You just mentioned one, obviously, but that have tried again and tried again. Well, that's a fairly unusual thing, actually. Okay. Okay. Usually, when somebody's defeated, they they, they hang it up. In this case, the unions are pushing that dialysis clinic thing. They they just won't give up on the thing, and so that's a fairly unusual. You'll see ballot measures on similar topics or sometimes years later for example in 2020 there was a ballot measure to repeal a ballot measure that was passed in 1996 and it failed mm-hmm. so sometimes the issues are revisited later not necessarily in the same form as the original uh, but when you have heavy uh, i guess you would say sociological impacts or financial impacts it's not unusual to see the issues revisit. In 2020, another example was there was an effort to partially repeal a ballot measure passed in 1978 uh, having to do with property taxes. It failed. So the issues come back, but not necessarily framed in exactly the same sort of way. 
But sometimes if there are controversial issues, uh, and particularly if the political climate seems to have changed in the meantime, then mm-hmm. you'll see those same issues come back later, probably in some different form than it was in, in originally. Mm-hmm. If the online sports betting ballot measure fails, that's Prop 27, um, would it be possible for the legislature to take it back up? And B, would it be politically possible for them to take it back up if voters already said they didn't want it? I don't think it would be politically possible to do so. Uh, legally possible, I don't know. It depends. On, and I have to go back and look at the wording. It depends on how Proposition 26 is worded. If it's a constitutional am- amendment, uh, then uh, then it probably cannot be dealt with by the legislature. Right. And Dan, it seems like you're leaning slightly more towards online happening. It sounds like you think they have a little bit, their message is resonating a little better, or it's not centered on just being anti-gambling. What odds would you put on either passing? Uh, it's difficult. The polling is very difficult because right. of the Each similarity is, yeah. of the measures in many respects and the, the fine differences between the two. It's hard to, it's hard to do. Get that, and I don't. I haven't seen any polling that really is very definitive on the subject. Uh, I think it's tend to think it's likely that twenty seven will f- pass. I, this is just subjectively on my part. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to figure out twenty six because there's nearly no campaign for it or against it. It just sits there. Now it may they may at the last minute bring up gin up a campaign for twenty six or something like that. But I don't. I think the battle is going to be over twenty-seven, and for some reason, I have a hunch it's going to pass. I was talking to a, a person recently who, a young woman whose boyfriend is a uh, plays the uh, the online fantasy stuff, and it's just kind of a fanatic. The market here is young men, right? Mm-hmm. That's who wants the money to lose. Support. That's yes. Young men with enough money to lose. That's the market for this thing. Market is not old guy like me. (laughs) Women don't care. It's going to be young men who are, you know, testosterone saturated young men who have fantasies about sports. Right. We're getting rich (laughs) quick. And, and, uh, I don't know. I kind of tend to think it's going to pass. Uh, I think it could fail if the anti 27 people can come up with a better campaign. I think the campaign they have is, is not really very attractive. I mean, it doesn't really seem to resonate. To me, it doesn't seem to resonate as well as the 27 campaign. I might be wrong. I might not be a representative voter. But uh, anyway, I just have that hunch that 27 is going to pass. I can't give any hazard a guess about 26. Gotcha. Well, Dan, thanks so much for hopping on today. Um, it was You're really welcome. to hear about all the political workings of everything. Um, that's that's Dan Walters, political columnist with Cal Matters. You can find his work on calmatters.org. That's C-A-L-M-A-T-T-E-R-S dot O-R-G. And you can follow him on Twitter at Dan C-A-L Matters. Thanks, Dan. All right. You're welcome.